Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm Ryan Rogers and I'm here with Evan. We're going to talk some uh, Braves trade trade deadline, uh, the games that happened over the past week. So we got a good amount to talk about. Evan, how are you doing? What's up? What's up? Yeah, busy week, trade deadline. Uh, you know, Braves having a having a solid, uh, you know, acquisitions uh, at the deadline, and then uh, also playing well this week. So yeah, fun week. Yeah, they sure are. Um, and we can just dive right into the trades. It wasn't uh wasn't the craziest deadline for the Braves, and we really didn't think it would be. Um, we knew they would probably do something, which they did, but uh, no big fish or anything like uh, we kind of talked about because we said that was going to be pretty unlikely. Um, but uh, we can get into the deals now. Uh, we already talked about Pierce Johnson. We don't have to get into that. But uh, the other tr- guy we traded for about a week ago, Taylor Hearn, he was flipped again to uh, the Kansas City Royals for Nicky Lopez, who is a uh, utility guy, play literally anywhere, really. I think um, every in- infield position and um, everywhere in the outfit except center. So really just center and catcher. He really can't play. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a utility guy, really good defender. And, um, yeah, kind of a weird profile with him because he has one pretty crazy year under his belt in 2021. This is this is absurd that I found this. Do you know who like, – I guess it kind of gives away, but do you know who was 11th in baseball and Fangraphs War in 2021? Nicky Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Nicky Lopez. <laughs> he was the 11th best player in baseball, um, according to Fangraphs War. He had, he had a six-war season. This is kind of crazy. Um, kind of due to the fact that he actually did hit that year. He was an above-average hitter. Um, every other time in his career, he hasn't been that, so I wouldn't expect him to be that. This year, he's got a 604 OPS. Um, he does have a 323 on base. He does walk a little bit. He's got a, a 11% walk rate, which is helpful, but honestly, the Braves really don't need him to hit at all. He is really just on the team to uh, give some guys some days off as the season winds down and the Braves, you know, they're – most likely win the division and you want to get some guys off their feet. He can play every infield position, get Olsen off his feet, Albies, Riley, Arcia, even maybe a corner outfielder to give Acuna a day, maybe put him out there if you want to. You can do whatever really. So yeah, what do you think about this trade? Um we can talk about uh the Royal side of this in a second after you give your thoughts on um looking at Lopez, but that was weird too. But yeah, what do you think about Nicky Lopez? Yeah, I think this is a uh, an upgrade for Charlie Culberson. Um yeah. you know, he, he he was kind of limited um, on the on the positions he can play in the infield um, and you know we talked about get, picking up a middle infielder and like honestly I don't think we could have done any better than Nicky Lopez um, you know he's on a really bad team he's he's, he's kind of having a, a down year um, you know from from 2021 he's had a couple down years but but yeah I think I think it's exciting uh, you know immediately go to one of the worst teams of baseball to one of the best um, you know I, I love the move it provides depth like somebody goes down you know you can you can put a quality starter in um like you said days off those are going to be huge with with our big lead in the division like and 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 for for what we got him for Taylor Hearn who has a 108 ERA with the Braves uh, <laughs> after after one appearance i i think yeah. that was a pretty good trade yeah um one last uh, crazy stat about Nicky Lopez he's kind of uh i, get, I he just has some crazy stats he is first in all of baseball since 2020 and outs above average, the only um the, the guys behind him are 
Francisco Lindor and Cabrian Hayes. And those are like the consensus best defensive shortstop and best defensive third baseman. And he's got the beat by 10 outside of average. He's got 54 and they both have 44. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. He's got some real like numbers that are like, like superstarish. He's obviously not that, but he's a, he's an interesting player. And um, yeah, I, I love this. We can talk about only giving up Taylor Hearn for it now. Um, I don't know what the Royals are doing here. Like at least get a 17 year old that might help you in five years. And like a lottery ticket, Taylor Hearn. Um, I mean, I don't want to pile on Taylor Hearn here because he seems like a nice guy, but how old is he? He's 28. He's got a 14 ERA this year with the Braves and the Rangers. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You could have, yeah. I think if, if you would ask the Braves, like, Hey, give me some guy in a ball that's, 18 years old they would have done it still and like that seems like a better turn i don't know the royals are just kind of a mess they've been a mess really since they've won the world series so uh yeah you got any thoughts on that because i was just i was happy about it but i was like what like why <laughs> yeah it makes zero sense on the royal side i mean um yeah i understand nicky lopez is is on a one-year contract and all this but he's not either he's got a couple years has he really okay well, yeah then, yeah this is <laughs> He's a free agent in 2026. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. Yeah, um, yeah. The the Royals are just poverty. Yeah, I mean, and he's been worth a point of war this year. Like he's been like pretty, like his defense really can carry a lot of the load. And one thing I was thinking about earlier, you know, everybody's kind of been talking about just him playing in the regular season and giving guys days off, which that's an important part of this. But um, in the playoffs, I thought about this. Like if it's a nice thing of a playoff game and Arcia has a leadoff hit or leadoff walk or something, and you want to bring in Forrest Wall or Sam Hilliard to pinch run, you can do that way easier now because you have Nicky Lopez that could play shortstop the next inning. So that helps a lot because before they didn't have that. Like they weren't going to do that with Charlie Culberson, you know, and I don't think Culberson would have made it to the playoff roster, but you feel so good. Like even like if you, I don't think they'd ever take Austin Riley out for um, a pinch runner because he's kind of fast, but if they want to do that or if they want to take out, Ozuna or not Ozuna, um, Eddie Rosario, or uh, that's about it, really. But um, or one of the catchers too, you know, they, they got options, you know, because Nicky Lopez yeah. can run well too. He's kind of, he's just kind of like one of those guys that could do everything well except hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the trade. I don't think there's really any downside to it. Um, you know, just just added depth, and you know, he's he's solid. Like like you said, for all all the reasons you listed. So I like it. Yep. Uh, one final thing, nickname Shorts. It's a good nickname. He's he's five eleven though. It's not too short, so I don't know what that's about. But uh, yeah, we can move on to the the next trade the Rays made. This one's actually the only trade they made on deadline day, and uh, it was a, it was a pretty solid trade. I think Brad Hand from the Rockies, another reliever from the Rockies, which is kind of funny. You wouldn't think they'd have too much pitching to sell off, but the Braves got two relievers from them. Um, Brad Hand, he's been around the block for a long time. Um, he actually pitched for the Florida Marlins. That kind of shows you how long that was only 2011, but it seems like a long time ago when they were the Florida Marlins. Um, he's actually became the first player ever to play for all five NLEs teams, which that's kind of cool, I guess, too. But, um, about the player uh, this year, he's got a 454 ERA, uh, which seems high. I mean, he is pitching in Coors after all, which you gotta take a grain of salt with that. But this year, he's got one bad outing that has his blew up his ERA. He gave up, let me see. Yeah, he gave up four earned runs over one inning against the Tigers. And other than that, he's been like pretty solid. Um, he's a lefty, nothing crazy here. 
Um, he's played for a lot of good teams before. He played for the uh, Phillies last year when they went to the World Series. He was good for the Phillies last year. He's made three all-star teams. He's pitched for the Guardians, the Nationals, all the and at least teams, obviously, the Blue Jays. Um, but uh yeah, what do you uh what do you think about this one? Because I think it's just kind of some insurance with the lefties, you know, if AJ Mentor got banged up in the playoffs, that would be a huge issue. And you kind of got a guy that can slot in, even with Dylan Lee still not being hundred percent and no one really knows where he is yet. As he looks like he's about to make a rehab start. But if something went wrong with him, you got another lefty. So I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's just, you know, added depth. Um, good, good left-handed uh, veteran out of the bullpen. Um, I'm not against it. I, I think you, you really can't go wrong with just having more depth, especially left-handed from the left-hand side. So like you said, Dylan Lee should be coming back, but um, some question marks there. Um, we know Chavez is still uh, rehabbing. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's some question marks, but I, I think, you know, the guys we got, they're, they're not like, um, you know, out, out the bullpen. They're not game changers. I think yeah. I think they'll come and eat some innings up and um you know just pass the torch along. So um I, I like having a veteran. Maybe, you know, he can he can shed some light and um you know kind of take some of these young guys under the wing and you know, we'll see how it turns out. Um, you know, you never know with relievers because they could get traded and, and immediately turn into uh, you know, Iglesias, um, you know, who we got last year. Yeah. Just, he just turned it on. So um yeah, a, a veteran in, in, in the postseason is, is never a bad thing. Yeah, not at all. He's got uh, postseason experience, like I've said, and um, yeah, he's just he's pretty solid. Um, I like Brad Hand, and uh, yeah, not not too much to say about it. He's not uh, the most famous guy ever, um, but three time All Star though, that's it's not bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then like you said, Pierce Johnson, he's looked pretty good so far in his outings. His curveball, um, I think if he can play that well with the fastball, like he's going to be pretty good. But like you said, like the the main guys are set at the back end. It's going to be a Glacius mentor, Joe Jimenez, who has been awesome. Um, and then when Nick Anderson's healthy, throw him back in there. So, yeah, they didn't – Braves didn't need a ton. That's why uh, uh, some people were kind of mad at the Braves on Twitter that they didn't do a ton, but it's just like they're really good. <laughs> they really don't yeah. need that much. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, though, uh, we can talk about the whole deadline as a whole in a second, but – the Braves were linked to Justin Verlander <laughs> before the deadline. And um, it said, I saw that they were uh, talking to the Tigers too, which that kind of insinuates they were asking about um, Eduardo Rodriguez and Michael Lorenzen. But um, yeah, when I saw that uh, they were linked to Verlander, I was like, I don't think the Mets would do that. <laughs> um, Verlander gets traded to the Astros, spoiler. Um, but I think Anthopoulos said he was on the broadcast last night. He said, uh, he said, I think he said this about left field or like like out left field and DH and the starters. Like we weren't gonna just add, we we're looking at high upside ads. Like we weren't gonna just add a guy just for the sake of adding a guy. Um, it was either like a top of the line guy or nothing. So yeah, what do you think about just being linked to Justin Verlander? Because that would have been pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, like um, you know, we were talking a little bit last week, like left field, there there's no reason to go out and get a guy that's batting 240. Yeah. Even two I mean, you you're going out to get um, you know, a guy with some pop power who who would obviously start over, you know, Rosario or Ozuna. Same thing with the starters. Like you're not going to go out and, um, I mean, sure you can you can get a, you know, a fourth or fifth that will just eat innings up. But I mean, when you got Freed and Wright coming back, I mean, you know, just go for it. Um, so yeah, I really like what he said about that. But yeah, Verlander. Um, I think we all know his ability. Um, I I, I mean, I would have loved it 
especially because you knew the Mets would be paying most of his contract. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that got me super excited for, for about 15 minutes and then, and then, um, you know, things kind of shifted right at the end, but um, yeah, it was super exciting. I, I I didn't think the Mets would do it, uh, honestly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. It, um, it was definitely interesting. Um, It would have been, a lot of prospects like what the Astros gave up. I think it was their three and four prospects and the Astros systems better than the Braves. So it might've been like some big boys going over the nets, which that'd have been weird. Um, I, I had my eye more on Eduardo Rodriguez uh, just cause he's been really good this year. Um, lefty for the Tigers. He's pitched for the Red Sox and he's like, just like Verlander, he's pitching a ton of big games with the Red Sox, but uh, he had a funky thing go on. He has a 10-team no-trade clause, and he actually got traded to the Dodgers. And when they told him about it, he said no. <laughs> Which, uh, that that got me more excited than the Verlander thing, because I got the wheels turned in my head. Like, um, okay, he vetoes the Dodgers. Like, where does he want to go? <laughs> like, it, there's not many other teams you'd want to go to. So I was thinking, oh, maybe he wants to come to the Braves um he he later said that he just wanted to stay like on the east like towards the east coast because his family's on the east coast he didn't want to go all the way to la uh, he does have a opt-out this uh offseason so if he were to opt into his contract with the dodgers he would have been stuck in la for three more years if he would have had to do that so i guess that was his stop process but uh yeah that was kind of weird um what do you think about that we can i'll talk about the mets more but what do you think about the eduardo rodriguez stuff because he never got traded on the tigers <laughs> Yeah, he, he was kind of in a weird situation where, um, you know, if he was to accept a trade, um, he would obviously have to opt in. And so, yeah, he would be under control for three more years. Um, you know, part of me thinks that he didn't want to go to the Dodgers, but a lot of it is he's having a really good year. And, you know, say he opts out, he can he can choose yeah. where he goes and he's going to get a fat contract. So, um, you know, he's playing chess and, you know, kind of kind of banking on himself to to continue to have you know, a really good year and um, hopefully make some money in free agency. So that, that's where my head was at. I thought it was really surprising. He denied going to the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Tigers to the Dodgers. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Maybe he loves Detroit. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah. The, like like said, you nobody said, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Maybe Miguel Cabrera. He was been, he's been there forever, but um. Yeah, like if he went to the Dodgers and like let's say he had a terrible two months or he um or he got hurt or something and he had to opt in and all of a sudden he's stuck in LA where he doesn't want to be his away from his family. Um, I get that. Um but yeah, he would have been a like if the race would got him, I would have been really excited. But uh I'm still fine with the rotation. I mean, they're banking on they're kind of banking on some stuff. They're kind of banking on I mean, I think Max Free is gonna be fine. He's pitching on Friday. Um, they're banking on Kyle Wright coming back um, and kind of being his old self. And uh, they're kind of banking on Charlie Morton and Barcelder not turning into pumpkins of the playoffs, which uh, they've kind of done that recently, but they've kind of fixed it. We'll see, but uh, nothing I'm too worried about. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the, let's talk about like the teams around us. I guess we've mentioned the Mets a little bit. They sold pretty much everything, everything except Pete Alonzo, which I kind of think they should have probably traded him to with the way things are looking. But uh they traded Max Scherzer to the Rangers with a bunch of money, and they got Ronald Acuna's brother, Luis Angel Acuna. He is with the Mets now. Um, don't love that, but I'm I'm sure they'll it, it'll be kind of fun. I think he's supposed to come up next year, and when his Braves and Mets next year, and to see Acuna brothers against each other, I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, and then, like we said, they traded Verlander, traded Tommy Pham, they traded Mark Hanna, um, yeah, a ton of guys, and it looks like they're really focused i think uh max scherzer like spilled all the beans 
and said that their GM said they were trying to focus on like 2026. <laughs> so yeah. it's just kind of crazy. I mean, just think where we were a year ago or not even a year ago of the whole division race we had last year with them and where they are now. It's kind of crazy. They won 101 games last year <laughs> and now they're pretty much tore down the studs. It's crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, you know, they go <laughs> yeah, that's another word. Yes, it is beautiful. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they go out and get Scherzer, um, you know, get Verlander. They, you know, paying, paying these 40-year-old pitchers is just – it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, a couple injuries here and there, and that's that's what happens. So, um, you know, I, I absolutely love it. I, I, I live for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think it is interesting, though um, – how they're like taking like taking how much Scherzer and Verlander were making kind of to their advantage because they can pay it and like the Astros wouldn't want to pay that the Rangers wouldn't want to pay that and getting better prospects I think that's pretty interesting like I haven't seen a team ever eat that much money and get back good prospects but Steve Cohen just really like does not care he will he's paying like I think he's paying them close to 100 million dollars together these next years to not pitch for them but they get back better prospects so we'll see how it works for them it's an interesting strategy um, but I do think it's funny. Steve Cohen said, I think he took over in 2021 and he said within five years, the Mets will win a world series. And according to this new timeline, they're not. <laughs> so <laughs> it is pretty hilarious. I do think they should have traded Pete Alonzo. Cause there was a report today that came out that they're not even close to extending him. He's a free agent after next year. Why not? Why not just trade him? They could have got a lot for Pete Alonzo. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe they still think they're going to extend him, but if you're not, competing until the year after Alonzo's expired, then what's the point? So uh, we'll see. Um, the Phillies got Michael Lorenzen, the Tigers pitcher. Uh, that doesn't do a ton for me. It's kind of like when they got Noah Syndergaard last year. The Phillies are going to Philly. They're, they're going to be in the wild card. We might see him again in the playoffs. We'll just see. Um, but they really didn't do much else. Oh, they got Rodolfo Castro from the Pirates, which he's an interesting player. But, um, yeah, nothing too crazy. And then uh, the Marlins, they had an interesting trade deadline. At the buzzer, they got Josh Bell for Gene Segura and one of their big prospects, which that was so weird. That that came like at like 6.15, like 15 minutes after the deadline. So that was weird. And then they got Jake Berger. I, I want to talk about Jake Berger for a second because, first of all, it's a hilarious name, Jake Berger. Uh, we saw him a couple weeks ago with the White Sox, which we got traded from. He has the stat line of a guy named Jake Berger like to a T he's got 25 homers. He's batting 214 <laughs> with the 279 on base and he's slugging 527. That's what Jake Berger does. <laughs> he's hitting home runs. He's not drawing walks. He's not hitting singles. He's hitting home runs only. And it's Jake Berger. And he looks like his name is Jake Berger. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny, but uh, they got Jake Berger who is, 27 years old and he's under a lot of con- years of control with the White Sox and he's a pretty good hitter. Um, so yeah, they, they got him for another guy named Jake and uh, yeah. What do you think about the Marlins or the Phillies? You got any takes on them? Cause I think the Marlins kind of sneakily got better. I'm not worried about them by any means. I still think they're kind of a, uh, eh, but Josh Bell's had a bad year, but if he can turn into old Josh Bell, that would help. And Jake Berger's got 25 homers and they kind of need a guy like that behind Arise, you know, guy that's on base all the time. So what do you think about the those moves? Did they scare you at all? Eh, not really. I mean, yeah. Gene Segura was really bad. Like he, he would have got cut by the Guardians too. So they did the Pablo Sandoval with him. 
which that didn't work out well for them last time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michael Lorenzen, I think that's a solid pickup. Yeah, he's fine. He's he's good. You know, the the Phillies, they 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 don't scare me, but they do. Like, yeah, they're weird. Playing in Philly in the playoffs, everything is turned up, and and when they have Wheeler, Nola, and Lorenzen, I mean that's a, that's a you know Ranger Suarez like Ranger that's, Suarez, that's, yeah, that's a pretty good uh, you know one through four. Um, so you know I, I think they improved, um, but yeah, the Marlins they just I don't know they they've kind of fallen off since the All Star break, and um, yeah. I'm not worried about them at all. Uh, we own the Marlins, so <laughs> I don't I don't think they really got much better if they did. Um, not 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 too worried about it. I mean, I think I think the Phillies will be uh, Phillies are playing good. So um, yeah, just keep, keep your eye on them. Lorenzen, I, I think I don't think Lorenzen is going to do as well in Philly. I think with the pressure and um, you know, he was just, in a just, he was in a pitcher's park too in Detroit. And he's going to a hitter's yeah. park in Philly. That's not going to help. But uh, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll level out. Um, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll finish the year with a three five eighty ERA. I think it'll go up. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's super interesting and it's more depth for them in the playoffs. So I, you know, I props to them. I think it was a fine move. Yeah, um, someone was going to get him. He was definitely getting traded, and they, uh, they, they got him. Um, but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, yeah, that, that's that's my one big takeaway. Um, no one around the Braves got like significantly better. Even like the Dodgers, like if they would got Erod, then that'd have been like a good move for them. But. I think they just finished with getting Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, Ahmed Rosario, and Kike Hernandez, which are all, all those guys are having bad years. But like I know Kike is already hitting for the Dodgers, and Lance Lynn just went seven innings last night, I think. So they're they and Joe Kelly's like get off like a base load of jam too in his first appearance. The Dodgers are kind of sickos, so they're just gonna fix those guys, I guess. But yeah, like Dodgers are pretty clearly the second best team in the NL. Um, who do you think the third best team in the NL is? Because I'm just looking, I think it's the Phillies. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, the Brewers. I don't know. It's tough. I almost want to say Arizona, but they've uh, kind of fallen off too. They're in a bit of a skid. Yeah, it's but they hard. had a good trade deadline though. It's it's probably like their deadline. Earlier Arizona. I, I know San Francisco is having a. They're San Francisco is just having a San Francisco year. They're they're just good and, and yeah. they don't stick at all, but they're good. Um, Cincinnati is not bad. They can get high. Their on their offense is good, but their pitching sucks. And so, they didn't trade for anybody. And, um, yeah, they weren't. Reds fans weren't happy about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think I think the Dodgers are are you know easily the second best team, and I don't think they're very close to us. I mean, to be honest, yeah, uh, you know, you know how it is with with the Dodgers in a playoff series. Like, it's going to be tight no matter what. But oh yeah, I th- I think that's our main competition we need to worry about. And um, you know, I'm I'm not too scared about their moves. They got a bunch of veterans. You know, obviously they'll probably turn it around on their team because they just got their they got that Dodger magic in them, that double mm-hmm. magic. So, um, yeah, I mean nothing, nothing mind boggling. No, no Juan Soto's traded or or you know, yeah, Machado's or nothing like that. So, um, yeah, I just I just can't believe how bad the Padres are. Yeah, and they kind of got some guys. They got um Rich Hill. And there's like 43 years old, Dick Mountain. Uh, who else did they get? They got G-Man Choi too in that same trade. They like kind of just they like kind of went for it. I think they're they're banking on like Machado and Bogarts waking up yeah. um, more than anything, which they might. I mean, the Padres. They, they, I still like kind of have some faith in them because if they can turn it on, they can be really good. Like Blake Snell, like good lord, that dude's probably going to Cy Young. <laughs> um, he's been insane. So. 
yeah uh we'll see about them they're weird um you know they, them and the Mets have kind of been like right next to each other all year and they're when com- two complete opposite directions yeah. so yeah I think that was one of my big takeaways is that no one got really better in the NL like significantly I think in the AL the Rangers and uh Astros did like Verlander going back to the Astros that's going to help them and then on top of Scherzer the Rangers they already had a role as Chapman you got Jordan Montgomery who has had a good year kind of one of the Braves to get him maybe and so I think those two teams got better but that's a good problem because we'll only have to worry about them in the World Series but uh yeah we'll uh we'll see how it goes though yeah this trade like you said no, no Soto no Trey Turner this wasn't uh as good as past year's deadline i mean the crazy thing that happened was the mets selling off um mm-hmm. that that added some some fun to it but yeah kind of a tame deadline because so many teams just kind of good like the cubs ended up not trading anybody they, they hang on to bellinger and stroman um and yeah like there's a lot of teams that they can make it with this new wild card it's kind of how it is like if you're 500 you think hey we can make the playoffs let's not trade our pieces away so i think yeah. that's kind of what you saw here and i think too like these past years the nationals just the Nationals and A's had so much to trade and they've traded it all to where they have nothing. <laughs> so it's just like the teams that are really terrible just have nothing to trade. And that kind of like, I, I know the Nationals had Jamer Candelaria who went to the Cubs. That's like, it. that's like the only guy they traded. It's kind of crazy for a last place team. Like even the Rockies, they didn't have much. They had those relievers, but and Randall Grichik, but that's it. So yeah. Um, any last uh, deadline stuff where we just talk about the games for a second and get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we covered a lot of it. Um, AL teams got better. NL teams really just kind of hovered. Maybe you know some small pieces, nothing too big, like you said. Um, yeah, I, I like the Braves, the Braves didn't need it. The Braves didn't yeah. need it really. <laughs> yeah, the, our offense is ridiculous. Um, you know, with 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 two starters coming back, we'll be fine. Uh, you yeah. you are banking on those guys to come back and and pitch. Um, but you know, Torino's has looked fine. Um, you know, we 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 can. We can plug. We've been, we've been doing it all year without without with three legit starters. So. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw something today about that. That was pretty funny. Do you know who's fourth on the team in innings this year? Innings pitched. Is it a reliever or a starter? It's a reliever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's. I don't even know. Hit me. <laughs> it's Michael Tonkin. <laughs> yeah. Only Strider, Elder, and Morton have more innings than Tonkin. Like that's that's kind of crazy. And then it's Schuster after him, but Michael Tonkin. He's pitching like 55 innings <laughs> and like all the other, all like, I mean, shout out to Strider, Elder and Morton just being healthy. Like they've all made 21, 22 starts. Like they needed that. That's pretty important. And with free, I'm not really worried about freed because he's gotten, he's going to have two months to get ready. I mean, with a right, like they're kind of hoping he comes back beginning of September. If he has like one setback, he's going to have like three weeks to get ready for the playoffs. Like that's, that kind of scares me. We'll see about him though. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we need more in in Elder to to kind of. I mean, Elder's already settled down. Morton's past few starts have kind of been driving me crazy, honestly. So he needs to kind of find it again. They need that, but uh, I think they're they're that I mean they're fine. They're the best team in baseball pretty easily. They're about to have seventy wins already, and it's August second. And uh, yeah, we can talk. We can talk about the games now. Let's just jump into it. Um, they had a like a series from hell against the Red Sox. That feels like forever ago. It's a two-game set. They lose both. Um, I mentioned Morton. He was awful in game one. Um, the Braves did turn a pretty sick triple play, though. Um, I don't – that was more of the Red Sox just being dumb. But um, I'll take it. It was uh, 
what was it a eight three four eight three five something eight three four yeah eight three five i think it was the first eight three five triple play in history and that's like going back to like the 1800s so that was kind of cool but like the only way you can turn that kind of triple play is to have guys running like aimlessly and adam duvall was part of it and adam duvall has been part of many of those with the Braves <laughs> in the playoffs too. He did it twice in the NLDS against the Brewers when we won the World Series. I was at the first one where he tried to tag up runners in the corners, one out, sack fly scores Austin Riley, but Dufall gets thrown out at second before he, <laughs> Riley touches home. The run doesn't count. I don't know if you remember that, but I was in the stadium for it and I was furious at Adam yeah. Duvall. I still love Adam Duvall though. I said some bad things about that tape though. <laughs> but uh yeah Adam Duvall is just He's a pretty he's a pretty fast guy, but sometimes he just does the dumbest things ever on the base pass. Anyway, uh, game two was kind of a heartbreaker. Uh, Strider was amazing until the seventh, which has kind of been a theme for him um, when he gets like into seventh inning and uh, third time through the order. He's had some issues. Devers takes him deep. And then, uh, yeah, Pierce Johnson makes his debut and really weird play where a runner was stealing. Ozzy was going to cover the bag and the ball was hit right to Ozzy as like the like a throw would be from the catcher. And he the ball just like catapults out of his glove. No one's out. It would have been a double play. And uh very next batter, Justin Turner, pops one off the monster and two run score, and the Braves are losing. And they end up going to lose on to the game. So that game kind of sucked, but things got better because they played the Brewers this weekend. Uh second week in a row they played the Brewers and they swept them at home. And uh, it was Kind of just dominant, really. The offense was insane in this one. They scored 10, 11, and 8. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of the story. It was kind of like that Rocky series a little bit or the Marlin series when they just kind of scored at will. Um, so, what yeah, what do you think about the offense in the series? Because the pitching wasn't great, but it didn't matter because they scored so much. Yeah, I mean, you score 10, 11, 8, you're going to win. 90% of the time this team um you know Torino's making his start his first start from the Braves uh look looked kind of rough not gonna lie to that first game against yeah. the um you know but the bullpen was was phenomenal other than Ben Heller um which which kind of brought brought the Brewers back into it um but yeah I mean just the dominant the dominant series Bryce Elder was really good um Austin Riley phenomenal and o, and Ozuna too good lord yeah, he had four home runs in three games. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he homered in every game, and he had two yeah. runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to those guys, man. Austin Riley is just on fire right now. He is. I mean, like, good, like, man, he's awesome. <laughs> he was having like just kind of a bad year, like two weeks ago. His his OPS was like seven sixty, and now I think it's like eight fifty. <laughs> it's like yeah. almost a hundred points in a couple weeks. He's yeah, he's been on fire, and they needed that because. He went through a pretty rough stretch, and he, he's been a lot better. Um, yeah, like we could just talk about the homers really in this one. I mean, I don't talk about actually. I don't talk about Matt Olson. Matt Olson has thirty-seven home runs this year. Yeah, <laughs> that is insane. He like he's gonna flirt with sixty home runs. That's ins- that's crazy. Like he's about to catch Shohei. I think he's only two behind him now. Um, but yeah, he's he had a home run today. He had two against the Angels. I think he had what two against the Brewers too. Like he's just on another level. Like for really since June, he's been so good. I had to shout him out because yeah, he's gonna easily clear 50 homers and he might get 60. And that's insane. So uh yeah, I think we 
we knew going into this year that he was going to be better. And we're like, yeah, he's going to hit 40 home runs. He's about to have 40 home runs, and it's the beginning of August. So yeah. that's pretty silly. But, uh, yeah, game two, they score six runs in the first um, against Julio Tehran, which that kind of stuff to watch. Julio's final line, uh, they let him just eat it. He got through five innings, but he gave up nine runs. <laughs> so that kind of sucked. But the Brewers had to use a lot of their bullpen in game one, and they were just kind of said, hey, man, we can't do that again. We need you to fight through this. And he did. I mean, he, he got five innings, so I guess good for Julio. But that that kind of hurt my soul a little bit. Um, but uh, game game three was the most co- competitive one. Um, Matt Olson, that dude, hit the go-ahead home run in the eighth to uh, put him up eight to six after a Colin McHugh meltdown. And Colin McHugh has pretty quietly been bad this year. <laughs> um, I want to pull up his profile real quick. He... Uh, yeah, strikeouts are just gone, and his whip is over 1.5. Yeah, he's, he's striking out what six and a half guys per nine, way down from last year. So, yeah, he's kind of, he, I mean, he's 36, he might just be done. He's not missing bats anymore. Yeah, it's just not there. Um, you know, he, you still got to keep him because he's a guy that can eat up, um, two, two, three innings on you know, a bad day or you know, a blowout or whatever you're hoping, yeah. but it, it's been rough. It's been really rough. Yeah, with this stuff too, like he doesn't really go above ninety, and with any pitch, he's got to be able to be funky with it, and just hasn't been hasn't been there. Um, luckily they have Michael Tonkin though; he's kind of been McHugh this year, so that helps. But uh, yeah, we can talk about the this Angel series real quick. Um, they lose game one four to one. Um, only run was a Matt Olson homer. Uh, he was pretty good in this game, but you know, offense uh, didn't do anything. Morton gave up three solo shots. That was all the damage. Uh, could have been worse for him if runners were on, but he still goes six innings pitch and three earned runs on three solo shots. Um, and that was pretty much it. I mean, they just got shut down. <laughs> it's going to happen sometimes. Uh, but then next two games, they kind of ran wild again. Uh, game two, they went uh, five to one. Michael Harris hit two homers. Uh, who else hit a homer in this one? Was it Arcia? Arcia, yeah, because they went back to back. Um, I couldn't think of that, but yeah, him and um, Harrison back to back. He had two, including the go ahead shot in the sixth. Um, yeah, easy peasy. Michael Harris is on fire. <laughs> I mean, he really never has stopped being on fire. Honestly, he's like kind of just been like one of the more consistent guys, which is really cool to see with how bad he was early on. I think he was. I think he was hurt because he, he's just not that. He, like it shows. It was like awful, you know. <laughs> yeah, he hurt his back early in the year, and you could tell something was up. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't there. And since June 1st, I think he's batting uh, two days ago. He was batting 435 since June 1st. Just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it is. He, he's been so good. And he's been as good as he was last year, these past two months. And yeah, that's a that's an insane player. Um, and then today was uh, pretty much a blowout, uh, 12 to 5. Cunha had a huge day. Cunha's OPS is over 1,000 again. Um, and he's got... 50 something steals. We haven't, we haven't even talked about Ronda Cunha yet. And <laughs> that just kind of goes to show. But yeah, they they went um 12 to 5. Torino's pitched today and he was a lot better uh than he was against the Brewers. I mean, his line is still good, five innings pitched for your runs, but he went into the, the sixth inning uh with only one run given up. And uh, but things kind of went uh haywire in the sixth a little bit. Didn't really matter, but I think he looked really good. Um, and this Angels offense isn't bad, so uh good win there. Um, yeah, Cunha homered. Ozzy had a triple. Uh, just yeah, 
good stuff all around. Uh, Olsen had a homer. Back to back again. Yeah, with Riley. Yep. I think they've gone back to back. Olsen and Riley Sheriff have gone back to back like six times, which is it's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. So, yeah. Any thoughts on these Angels games? Uh, first one sucked. Next, last two were were good. Yeah, I had I went to the game too, and you know I had to I had to let them know like, hey, look, these are the Angels here. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta show off for Shohei, get get the crowd into it. You know, because he'll be playing here next year. You gotta you know, advertise. <laughs> so, um, I I think uh, I think we spoke pretty well to Shohei if he wants to compete, play on yeah. a contender. Um, come on over, man. You're it welcome. would be incredible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Acuna Acuna went over fifty steals this week against the Brewers. He's at fifty one now. Um, I think he's on pace for thirty eight homers and seventy eight steals. So forty eighty is like it could happen. Like he just has to like uptick the pace a little bit, and he's gonna get forty eighty. <laughs> and his teammate might hit sixty home runs and not win the MVP. <laughs> what did he say he was gonna do before the year? Uh, I think it was just like I think he might have. Did he say forty fifty maybe? He said something insane, and now we're looking at it like, dude. And it's even more insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, he's phenomenal, yeah. man. And uh, Riley, Olsen, you know. I mean, you can you can go on and on. Every single player in the lineup is above average OPS, and, you know, you got you got five guys above 850, you know, or yeah. I would say three or four of them above 850. I mean, Murphy. Murphy, um, Olsen, Riley. Um, Cunha. Acuna, I think that's it because Ozzy, Ozzy is right below it. Yeah, and Michael Harris is quickly rising. Like he'll be up yeah. there real soon. So this team is ridiculous. Like I know we didn't do anything crazy at the deadline, but did we really they didn't need, need to? to? Yeah, they didn't yeah. need to. Yeah. So especially too, I thought about this too. Like if they if they wanted to like really like like upgrade in left field, they would have had to have gotten like a guy that like Bellinger. That was like kind of the only guy, you know. Because yeah. if they take Eddie out of there, like the the vibes are so good with this team, like with like, even with the DH with Ozuna too, you don't want to mess that up. Like I know Ozuna, it's kind of crazy to say, but they love Ozuna. <laughs> like yeah. everyone loves Ozuna. Um, but and to like to mess with that, like probably wouldn't be wise. Especially like I mean they've kind of turned it back on. I know we talked last week how they were going through a rough stretch, and then Ozuna went crazy against the Brewers, and Eddie hit a homer against the Brewers too. Um. And these guys are batting at the bottom of the lineup. Like Eddie Rosario is going to have over 20 home runs. He's going to have like a 760, 770 OPS, and he's going to be batting seventh or eighth. I mean, pretty soon here, they're going to have to put Harris higher. <laughs> like he's going to be batting ninth forever. Um, and even Arcia, like he kind of had a little lull, and now he's back. He's about to be batting 300 again. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're insane. I mean, they didn't need to do anything. They could they could have not got Nikki Lopez, no Brad Hand or nothing, and I still would I would have been like a little confused, but I've been like, hey, I think this team is going to win the World Series. Pretty yeah, easily. don't don't mess anything up. You know, yeah, in the but they broke. Now. Don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, th- oh, this weekend we already mentioned Freed is pitching on Friday. Um, all three games will be at two twenty because they're playing at Wrigley Field. It's kind of weird. Um, all hmm. three day games. Yeah, because they love to do that, Chicago, and it'll be the first look at Dansby Swanson with the Cubs. Yeah, we see our boy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there'll be some stuff going on there. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a pull of Freddie, but it will probably. I guess when he comes to Atlanta, it'll be a little more. There'll be the tribute video for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. 
we'll get to see Dansby and the Cubs. And the Cubs, they've been playing really good. Like I said, they didn't sell because they got so hot before the deadline. Bellinger has been like the best hitter in baseball since uh, the All-Star break. Um, I do wonder if they're going to get Stroman. I don't know if they've released that yet. Um, so, yeah, we'll see about that. But, yeah, Cubs coming up. And then I think it's the Pirates, I think. No, it's the Mets and then the Pirates. So we'll get to see the new look Mets. <laughs> Mets. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you got any uh, final takes before we uh, get on out of here? I do not, man. Let's – let's. Yeah. I'm 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 ready for the weather to start turning and playoff baseball. It, it'll be here before you guys know it. So, um, yep. Yeah, I'm excited. You got two months, and uh, this Braves team's in phenomenal shape. I don't even I don't know exactly what they are in the division right now. I think there's like eleven or eleven and a half. They're overwhelming favorites to uh, let's see. They're eleven and a half up on the Phillies. So, yeah, they are really good. And uh, yeah, we haven't talked about the Hawks any because the Hawks haven't done nothing. I guess we should say that Pascal Siakam's still on the Raptors, and I don't think he's coming to the Hawks. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we could talk about them a little later, but yeah, nothing with uh, they got Wesley Matthews, sign hey. Wesley Matthews, little vet. Uh, but yeah, we can we can we can talk about the Hawks later. Um, but yeah, this is a good episode, man. Um, if you made this far listening, we really really appreciate it, and we will see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.